0: G'day beer lovers, thanks to Cryer Malt, this is Beer as a Conversation and I'm Pete Mitchum. In this action-packed episode, I take on not one, not two, but three streams of beer consciousness as I catch up with the spiritual heads of Hawker's Beer and Liberty Brewing. Hawker's and Liberty have joined to brew Liberty beers here in Australia, uh, as well as hatching plots to brew more of their collaboration brews. Joe Wood from Liberty Brewing in Helensville, New Zealand, was at Hawkers to launch the initiative, and I dragged him away from the lunchtime party to chat with he and Hawkers co-founder Mazen Hajjar, as well as national sales manager Mick Hulse. It's a wide-ranging chat which shows how brewers across wide divides can work together and also shows that sometimes the best friendships begin in the most surprising of ways. Enjoy the conversation. And uh, this week on Radio Brews News, uh, it's Pete Mitchum, Professor Pilsner, uh, proudly with you here. And it's a, an absolute joy to be out at Reservoir, the uh, gateway to something. <laughs> I was speaking to um, Matt Houghton from uh, Boat Rocker, who's out at Brayside. And he said, oh, Brayside, it's the, uh, it's the gateway to the Mornington Peninsula. And I said, well, that, that's a damn long driveway.
1: We're just on the wrong side of Bell Street. So you get to Bell Street, turn left towards the Ice Dealers and, and you'll find us.
0: Well there you go folks, so for anyone who's looking for, we're at Hawkers, we're at Hawkers out at Reservoir, beautiful uh, Reservoir, uh, very special occasion and uh, a real treat for our listeners today because we've got Mick Hulse from uh, from Hawkers, day, Mick. Good afternoon. And we've also got from Liberty Brewing, we've got Joe Wood all the way from New Zealand. G'day, hello. And Mazen Hajar is here as well. Hello. Uh, Joe, talk us through first of all the, um, the Liberty story for those who don't know. Uh,
2: well we're a small brewery in New Zealand and... Uh been going since around 2009-ish. Started in a small town called New Plymouth with a little 100 litre brewery. We had a um, homebrew supply business um, before that and that market got fairly competitive so we decided to uh, create a try before you buy scheme which was we, we make the beer using our ingredients and then you buy it and within about two weeks nobody gave a shit about the homebrew supplies and it was like where can we get more beer and it's like oh i've only got a flipping 100 liter brewery <laughs> so i was in a bit of trouble there and then uh yeah we just grew from there basically and now talk us through the um because there are i guess the
0: the craft beer or the independent beer community across the world is very much about collaboration yeah there's competition but everyone i guess is is more of a you know, there's a more collegiate atmosphere rather than a competitive atmosphere. But the relationship between Liberty and Hawkers, for me, um, I think is one of the really feel-good stories. How did it actually begin?
2: Uh, you might need to put turn the, turn the sensor button up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it start, ironically, it started at Gab's, ironic because you're sitting here asking the questions. It was Gab's in Auckland. Um, and Mazin came up to me and said, um, you know, fuck you, Joe, I hate you. And I was like, oh, hey, hey, fella. Nice
0: to meet you too.
2: <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be the only guy, mate. And he's, and he's sort of, yeah, you cost me $500, you prick. And I'm like, well, well I, yeah, sorry, man. He goes, yeah, yeah, I had to go to Liquorland and I bought 500 bucks worth of knife powder, you bastard. I have to take it back to the brewery and give it to all the boys. And I thought, oh, yeah, all right. So what's, what's your name, Mazin, from Hawker's? Oh fuck! Off. You know, you know. I'd been over to Melbourne six months prior and had the uh, hawkers beer. Talking a Foo, he's a nice. All the rips of reasonable guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a
2: nice catch. Glad <laughs> he said that. And uh, yeah, it was actually yeah. The Gabs that, that um, probably so, probably the the stand that hawkers went to first first time, and Gabs and, and the, yeah. Uh, no, what the beer what, was great. What happened
1: to that is uh, I was setting up Gabs the day prior, building the stand. And Mazin flew in and uh, myself and, and one of my colleagues had been to a bar and and I said, Yeah, we're gonna have some of this knife party and so we had a couple of pints of that and Mazin flies in and I'm like, mate, I've got a beer for you to try. This 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 is the shit. And so we, we took Mazin at the bar for lunch and uh, Brewer's Co op, shout out to those guys, awesome bar. We smashed a pint with our burger at Brewer's Co op and Mazin's like, My God, the guys the guys at the brewery need to need to try this. This is you know this is where IPAs really need to be. Yeah, so Mazin, Mazin hung out with Joe a bit on the Friday night at Gabs and, and then told me quite late at night that uh, we're going out to Liberty on, uh, on Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. And I, I had a really, really terrible sleep. And Mazin rings me at 8 and says, where are you? You're meant to be in the foyer. And, and I'm like, man, I'm asleep. And he's like, well, hurry up. You've got five minutes. So, shower. $90 Uber. Who, who knew that, you know, Helensville wasn't really Auckland. It's, uh, I think it's close to the tip of the North Island if we look on a map. Um, but we got out there and, and Joe sort of looked at me and introduced himself and was like, mate, are you hungover? And I'm like, no, I'm just really tired. I didn't sleep. And he's like, well, do you want a you know, coffee or something? And I'm like, sure. And he's, well, it's a brewery and, you know, we don't have any milk and it's international roast. And I'm like, that'll do. And he's like, well, do you want a beer? And he poured me, what is is actually at the moment um, one, of favorite, one of my favourite one of my favourite beers? It's Prohibition. Um, it's a thirteen thirteen and a half percent imperial porter aged in bourbon barrels. And he poured a pint, and he poured a pint for Mazin. and Mazin's not a pint drinker. First thing in the morning, I was quite pleased, and uh, so I drank the pint before the kettle had boiled. Um, and Joe sort of saw that and realised that probably putting a bottle of whiskey with a, with a cup of coffee would be the way forward for me. Um, so Joe and I have bonded over over breakfast drinks, and, uh, and I'm, I'm really proud to call him a mate. Um, but Mazin and I spent, spent the morning out at, at Liberty, had a look at their setup, and, and sort of that's where our, our friendship sort of really got cemented, is having a morning pre-going and doing a 13-hour shift at Gab's um, I have to admit that f- when a Lebanese guy hits Auckland,
3: you don't really have proper direction on how far Helensville is. And so it seemed like a logical thing to get an Uber. The problem was getting back from Helensville. I don't know if you've ever been to Helensville. There aren't many Ubers in Helensville. It's not, it's not,
2: there's, <laughs> there's no Ubers. You can't yet. even get a taxi.
1: Joe drove us back the
2: gap. Joe, Joe picked up <laughs> his
1: father-in-law. And uh, other staff members, we all sort of piled into Joe's Ute, and um, there's a bunch of us heading back to Gab's, and I was sort of thinking, like, how am I, I going to work today after a couple of pints? And, um, you know, we've got a new love affair between Hawkers and Liberty, and i just going to go hang out with those guys and spend the day with them, and Mazin wants to do the same, so one of us has to work the stand. So it was a bit of an argument between Mazin and I, who was going to pour beer for the punters in Auckland. Lucky we had uh had Tony with us. So Tony worked really hard that day and Mazin and I just I guess cemented our friendship.
2: Drank keeps a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Drank keeps a
3: monster. Ended up sideways by the end of the evening.
1: <laughs>
0: so Joe, that's that's where the the friendship, the beautiful friendship begins. Um had you harboured um, you know, desires to, to bring your beer to Australia or to have it brewed here? In other words, how how does the next step come along where where Hawk, you're getting Hawkers to brew your beer for you?
2: Um, it was, yeah, I mean, we, we, there was always demand, because uh, beers are popular. I mean, there's a lot of New Zealanders who live in Melbourne, I guess, or, or whatever. And we, we had been approached a lot from various distributors over the years, and it's just like, I'm not a big fan of exporting beer just for for various reasons. And, um, and for those playing along at home, the Trans-Tasman
0: route is one of the most expensive, like, short, uh, delivery routes in the in the southern hemisphere.
2: Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. I mean we never paid for the freight it was always the distrib- what what we noticed a lot of was that the beer in the bars and stuff like this were upwards of $25 a bottle, you know, and it's kind of like either the price in Australia the taxes I don't know, it just didn't seem right um not fair to the punters because it would yeah. sit in the fridge for like 6 months or whatever and it's you know, and it's a bad look for us because then it's. It's. We may have made it, but it's not not what it used to be after the, after that amount of time. So.
0: So talk us through the process. Did uh, Did these guys approach you, or did you approach them, or did you all of a sudden just have one of those eureka moments where you know what we should do?
2: It's a tough one. I can't actually recall how it happened. So it I, obviously I, I, occurred during another drinking session.
1: I, it I, I, I reckon it, it was. I
2: reckon it I started. We We were
1: having a bit of a play, and, and we talked about doing a collaboration beer. Um, to to take to. to for us in New Zealand, and for uh, for New Zealand and Australia, where where we brewed a, a beer together, and we called a grudge. Sorry about that. It's one of our brewers walking into the office, slamming doors. Um, and here he comes again. Uh, just doing some. Lab. We're in the lab.
0: I'm glad it. we. Picked, I'm glad we picked the uh, the quiet room, Mick. Yeah,
1: we picked the quiet room. We're in the lab doing the interview, and uh, the brewers they're checking some samples. Sorry about that, guys. So we talked about doing a, a collaboration beer where. We'd, we'd play hawkers against liberty and uh, Alex, who's actually in the room doing some computer work at the moment, came up with the idea of a, of a black and tan and that sort of morphed into the fact that we all really love IPAs and hoppy beers. We brewed the tan version in, in Melbourne and, and, and Joe and Alex went over to New Zealand and brewed the, the black version in New Zealand and then we launched the two beers together and we're encouraging punters to have a pint of each and then a pint mixes of black and tan because it's all about Which it's all a marketing ploy just to get people to drink three pints by the way it really did. <laughs> um and and we embarked on on something really stupid with like band tour t-shirts and doing you know nine cities in in 10 days and, um, and this was
0: this was grudge match for those playing match. along with that.
1: Uh, I, I wanted to call it Chap, Chapel Hadley, but uh, Grudge Match sort of made the made the cut, um, and that that was just a stupid amount of fun and showing that you know two breweries that can work together, doing their own thing but put it together and, and have a lot of fun together. And that was it was great for for our our crew to brew with Joe, um, to to see how he does things. And then, you know, to send our crew over there and, and like Alex spent time over there and, and, and got to see how they do it and sharing the information and sharing the knowledge, the, the skills involved in doing it. Um, as a sales guy, it's like, shit, I just got a story to tell and I can have a whole lot of fun here um, and I get to go on a road trip around the country.
0: I was going to ask about that because it's one of those things where I guess, you know, it's, at the end of the day, we're all making a very similar product. So it comes down to you know it's, it's it's not about the product it is about the story, so effectively you guys get to keep your own identity your own brand still very strong, but combining the two together creates something that's I guess it, it's bigger than the sum of the parts.
1: Well, look, we, we we were we were trying to break some, some market into New Zealand and and for Joe it was like let's bump some sales in Australia, um, so. I guess you know you're stronger together than you are on your own when you when you're playing in each other's backyards. So having having a brand that is so well respected in New Zealand, where people just say this is it's New Zealand's best beer, it's like well that's who I want to hang out with because you know in, I mean, obviously they pay my wage, but in my mind hawkers are making some of the best beer in Australia and and I'm attached to them and. It's like if I'm going to hang out with people, I want to hang out with the best because I can learn from them. Um, I get to sell the amazing products that I can believe in. Uh, I don't. I don't want to sell something that's second rate. The reason
3: this works so well, I think, is is both brands have big characters, um, but it, it just it's it's just friendly. There there never really was a proper business discussion or a business plan or anything like that it's it just we're just good friends
1: i mean really genuinely i think that's that's what makes it so great sitting here now it's it's mates having a beer and and you know we're we're at hawkers today brewing knife party uh and and it's about having mates having a beer we've got a bunch of a big crew here today that are all wanting to hang out and
0: have a beer together and, and have fun Joe, there's a bit of a, I guess, a feeling that you know you can be one of very many breweries in New Zealand and be competing against there. Many New Zealand breweries obviously export their beer over to Australia. So what? How much does the, I guess, the competitive advantage play into it um, for your decision to brew your beer here rather than to brew it there and then and then send it over? Because obviously part of it is you can be one of the the few New Zealand breweries that's that's readily available in Australia, whereas over in New Zealand you're one of very many, and so there's a lot more shelf competition. But how important is it for you that that beer doesn't have that travel, it doesn't have that
2: extra sort of, you know, expense and all that sort of thing? That's well, It's 100% the whole point of doing it. The, the beer from Hawker's so clean, it's, it's made so well, it's always out there. The distribution is really wide, um, so you more there's more doing it this way, there's more chance that the punters are gonna be able to get our beer in the condition that we intend it to be in. Whereas, you know, it takes to consolidate a container in New Zealand, it, it can take up to a month to do that if you want different product lines in there and then seven days across and then devan it over here in Australia and get it out to stores throughout the States and you're looking at two months from the day you brew it to the day people start drinking it. Whereas here at Hawkers it's it could be it could be twelve days. Literally. If you go to Vintage Cellars, Carwin Cellars, they'll be the first ones getting the knife party. It'll be at least less than two weeks from now. We've spoken about knife party a couple of times now.
0: Um, fill our listeners in. Just uh, describe what's what, What's the excitement about knife party. Why Why did it, um, I guess, you know, capture Muzzin's...
3: Be, before, uh, before he tells you something, before he tells you the background story, I have no idea what the background story, but I can tell you the impression it left on me. I've been doing craft beer since 2006 and I've been doing it in 26 different countries so I've become a bit jaded in terms of it, it's not an arrogance as to the quality of beer but it's it's more it's very difficult for something to impress me and that beer blew my brain away it was one of the few beers that really really blew my brain away.
0: Joe Knife Party talk us through it.
2: We brewed it originally um, for a challenge that a bar in Wellington puts together every once a year and um, it's about four or five years ago now which we, we won the competition against um, just say for argument's sakes into the 20 different breweries in New Zealand making a similar style of beer. One of the
0: advantages or disadvantages uh, as it may be uh, of being in, a, um, in the room with the fridge with the uh, sensory samples. Yeah. So uh, that noise you can hear in the background is Mick just uh, getting a little bit distracted. By the fact that he's got an empty tin in front of him,
2: and it's been it's been really widely accepted throughout New Zealand, and um, people just like it. It looks it looks really nice. It's clean. It's it, it's it's not a big sweet thing. It's got a lot of vibrant hops and clean bitterness at the end, and it's easy to drink. It drinks it drinks almost like a like a lagery fruity lagery thing. You know, um, people like it because they can have four and feel feel like they've you know accomplished something in their lives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we're standing up <laughs> so we're all out here at Hawkers today for the uh, for the brewing of, um, of of knife party. So it's the the first the first run of, of yep. knife party out here, yep. and then out there we've got some um, buckets filled with ice of uh, Yakima Monster. Uh, are they the only two that you're looking at doing, or are we looking at expanding? What's the what's the process for the future?
2: We're distributed through through the Hawkers network. So if the reps are getting. Demand from their customers saying that they want more range, then we've got plenty of range in New Zealand we can draw from, you know. It's uh, it's, it's as much as what these guys want to make and want to sell. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly casual about it. If people want more beer, then they can have more beer. If they don't, they don't. It's fine.
0: <laughs> so, so it's a beautiful friendship that only looks like uh, blossoming further.
2: Mick?
1: Yeah, look, we're, we're excited with Knife Party coming up. We've um, we've hassled Joe a lot, and we're going to get some kegs in over from New Zealand, to launch Knife Party, and we're doing that nationally. Um, so I've got all the, all the crew around the country are sort of like, "What are we getting? When are we getting it?" And it's been a bit of a bit of an argument with uh, with New Zealand about what they're going to give us. But there's going to be a range of range of beers that haven't been in keg Australia before, um, which we're excited about doing. So look at social media from Liberty. Look at social media from Hawkers. We'll be doing stuff. Um, in, a, in about, well, I, think, I think we're looking about mid-November when we're going to just like hit with a bunch of events. I know Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, uh, Tasmania, all booked in, ready to go. So there'll be a bunch of beers that haven't been on draft before in, uh, in a couple of venues. And then Knife Party will be out nationally.
3: It's, it's just having a bit of fun. It really is. It's just a couple of friends having a bit of fun.
0: We can write that off and kind of make a, a you know, dismiss it fairly flippantly um, because it is, you know, it's sort of, it's a very informal arrangement that obviously is working very well, but can you see this as perhaps a way forward um, for perhaps some brands to either get some traction in the Australian market from outside of the, the market, but also for perhaps other breweries to increase their, their brand as well? Like is it, for us? are you pioneering?
3: For us, It is about sharing resources and sharing knowledge. I mean, Joe is probably one of the most knowledgeable brewers that I say in the world. Um, The man is a magician with hops. And I just keep bouncing ideas off him, picking his brain every now and then. We share resources. He asks me questions. It's a symbiotic relationship that works really well. And it's very important to approach this from the idea that the craft beer relationship isn't a zero-sum game. The tap that someone else wins is not necessarily a tap that we lose. It's not, it's not uh, win or lose. It's if we can grow the pie, grow the interest, keep things exciting, then we can grow not the market, be becoming more available, right? And if we can team up together and ensure that we can deliver the beer in, in top quality, everyone wins. I mean, Joe hit on something very, very right. The beer that comes out of Hawkers, the, the, the Liberty beers, are exactly as he wants them to taste. as he expects them to taste. So they're not sitting there in a a container cooking away, um, taking forever to get into the outer markets. They're basically riding on on the distribution network of hawkers.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully this is something that our listeners, uh, particularly those in the trade, um, can perhaps take a little bit of um, solace in the fact that, okay, yeah, maybe, or perhaps inspiration. Perhaps they can be inspired to to sort of do the same thing. We might see that, you know, the, the hawker's liberty sort of relationship is something that can be copied you know further afield
3: and what's critical about this relationship the way it works is Joe didn't send us a recipe and we brewed it and he he left back home and whatever Joe's actually involved in tweaking the recipe so after the first batch he'll probably tweak it a bit we'll fix it for the second one make sure until he's really happy with it and then we it becomes the same right um, at least the same as he wants it to be um So that's kind of the advantage of... It's not just... When I said we don't have a business relationship, this isn't a marketing exercise. This isn't us uh, filling our portfolio with something additional. This is actually us encouraging people to taste liberty the way it's supposed to be um, and trying to do that for the punters because we think as more people are interested in more beers, um, it's something that will help everyone along.
0: Uh, Most importantly, in terms of the labelling, uh, on the label, is it going to say that, you know, Liberty Beer, it's brewed in New Zealand's West Island, no, or no, it's is, it, uh, it's is it brewed in Australia's 8th state? It's
3: right there. It's brewed in Australia's 8th <laughs> <eighth> state, <laughs> the Republic of Reservoir. <laughs> <laughs> it's right on the label. There's no hiding. This is actually, it says, brewed at 167 Henty Street Reservoir. So we're completely transparent with that.
0: Uh, Joe, Mick, Muzzin? We wish, uh, on behalf of all the uh, Radio Brews News listeners, wish you all the best with this uh, with this venture, because at the end of the day, everybody wins because we all get better beer fresher. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on Radio Brews News.
3: Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thank you for having us.
0: And that was Mazen Hajar from Hawker's Beer, uh, as was Mick Hulse, also from Hawker's Beer, and Joe Wood from Liberty Brewing. Don't forget, if you like what we do here at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You'll find details in the show notes. You can also review us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcasting service happens to be. Let us know what you think and help others find and discover our shows.